0: Right, welcome back to another episode of As the Drum Turns. I am Laura Smith, here with Jeff Hollingshead. Jeff, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing good.
1: <laughs> doing good, good.
0: good. It's, uh, we've got a ton of stuff, um, a ton of fun stuff to share today on the podcast, and uh, we've got a busy day today. Yeah, yeah. So it's... let's catch everybody up um, and share about what's been going, going on over the past week.
1: Yeah, so we... Uh, we had a busy week. We went to North Carolina and Florida. I remember. We went to <laughs> I'm North...
0: pointing the states so he doesn't <laughs> Yeah, I
1: remember. Lord, I remember. So we went to uh, North Carolina and Florida on Saturday,
0: mm-hmm. a group
1: of us, and we met the, the new team members in North Carolina and met new team members in Florida. Today we're flying out, uh, meeting the new folks in Colorado, and, and Friday we'll meet the new folks in Texas. So we acquired uh, about – on the deals that are closing on the thirty first, we've acquired seventy eight concrete plants, I believe it is, uh, and then a couple, few more deals to go. So excited mm-hmm. about that! But we bought, we're buying Argos in North Carolina, not all of North Carolina, but but a, mm-hmm. about twenty or so of their plants, eighteen plants, I think, in North Carolina uh, down the East Coast between Virginia and South Carolina, and and then in Florida, we bought their five locations in uh, Fort Myers, that area, Naples, Punta Gorda that whole area so excited about that and then also down in Fort Myers we bought out ECM. ECM's the largest uh, independent player in Fort Myers. They've got uh, three big cent- central mix plants a couple dry batch plants They're doing it all kind of from one location so uh, doing a lot of concrete down there in Fort Myers so that's, that's going to be really significant with our current operation and with uh, what we acquired from Argos and from ECM, so we're, we're looking forward to that. And, uh, we were well received with that group, mm-hmm. um, right. so we're excited about that. And then, I guess, when did we go to Dallas? On Tuesday, two days ago. Yeah, yeah. On Tuesday, <laughs> we went to Dallas and met the the new team members from mm-hmm. Charlie's Concrete. So Charlie's right. Concrete is the largest independently owned. Uh, uh, largest independently owned player in, in Dallas Fort Worth, so met that's all right. their folks. Big at the racetrack, whatever yeah, we're we were. At the Texas uh, Motor Speedway,
0: huh? Yeah, that's right.
1: Texas Motor, Motor, Speedway.
0: Motor Speedway, that's right.
1: It was. Yeah, well. it was good. We had a great great crowd there, well received as well. So excited about all the upcoming acquisitions. Now today it was public. There's press releases that went out from uh, with what we're buying in Colorado and Texas. Mm-hmm. We're buying Martin Marietta's assets. Uh, in the state, all the ready-mix right. plant, plants in the state of Colorado, and we're buying a, a, a good chunk of plants from them in Texas. So everything between DFW and Houston, uh, Waco, College Station, uh, those areas, uh, we're acquiring from Martin Marietta. That's so, right.
0: It's good to finally say it, huh? Yeah, just get it out
1: in the open. That's no more right. secrets. But we, uh, <laughs> so all in all, I think we're going to acquire, I guess count Darby, there's probably 1,500 people that we're acquiring. At the end of the month, mm-hmm. so we we just got a lot to do.
0: We do we do. we've met a lot of great people too, and uh, and that's always that's always fun to to welcome new people um, on board. Yeah,
1: so yeah, I want to welcome everybody. Super, very excited about this. I mean, this firmly makes us the largest producer in the nation on, on ready mix concrete we'll be doing way way over 20 million yards of concrete probably 21 million yards or so um uh, this year so that's exciting that it's very exciting but you know there's still so much to do there's so so much more opportunity for us to grow in the ready mix space there's other deals out there actually after the 31st we'll announce a couple other deals that we're closing that we've been working on as well, Some, you know, small boat on acquisitions, but we're excited about them too and to welcome those team members. So mm-hmm. that's, right. that, that's uh, looking forward to that. But we're, we are going to have a whirlwind. Uh, it's already been a whirlwind, but it's certainly going to be a whirlwind the next few weeks trying to get everybody integrated and on the same page and, and kind of rolling the boat in the same direction. So really need This is going to impact a lot of our people uh, just because we're going to need a lot of people's help. In, in these other areas, helping to train and take take uh, plants live and over to our SRM way of doing things. Uh, so that means even if you're not traveling and helping with uh, install or helping with training, if you're got people in your operation that did leave to go help, it's up to you to kind of step up, make sure things are getting done locally, so we're taking care of our customers to the best of our ability and. Servicing and saying yes and not saying no and really not losing our focus on everything that we run every day uh, and taking care of our customers. So that's going to be important that we don't get too distracted. Uh, certainly, our core business. We don't need to get distracted with what's going on with these other acquisitions. We need to stay focused on taking care of customers, following those five principles, and and doing what what got us here because it because of that we're able to continue to grow and and uh, really really do what no one's been able to do before. Uh, and that's to grow this significantly, this fast, and do it in a way where it's, you know, profitable and, and everybody's benefiting from it. So there's a lot of companies that have grown fast but with, with they somewhere along the way they lose that success and we've been able to maintain that and been blessed with everything that we've been that we've done and it's a testament to all of our great people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because of you that we're the largest in the country now. And it's gonna be because of you that we uh, double in size in the next 10 years. And I think that's our, that's our goal, and we'll, we'll stay after it. I mean, it's like I've said a, a hundred times, we're gonna be the largest construction materials company in the country with best in class culture, the largest in the country, not just in ready mix, but cement and aggregates. And, and we've got a long way to go, but we're gonna get there. I mean, it's just no, it's not if we're gonna get there, it's when. Uh, and I think there's nobody that can compete with us if we're doing it the way we know how to do it. So excited about these acquisitions, excited about the growth opportunities. Uh, into some uh, really cool cool markets. Yes,
0: yes. I'm really excited. I'm excited to go visit some of those markets on vacation. Yeah.
1: Especially yeah.
0: the the, <laughs> the Fort Myers. Any Anything in Florida, I'm willing to take one for the team. Well, I'm pretty good. Like, I like skiing on too. So. Yeah, Denver as well. That's I right. I can
1: handle the Colorado skiing. That's right. And, That's pretty fun. Uh,
0: yeah, and it's just a beautiful sight to see. Okay, hey, we've got some uh, team member news that we wanted to share. Uh, Mark Griffith yeah. Has, uh, tell us about uh, where what Mark is doing now.
1: Yeah, Mark was a QA manager for many years, been with All Right when we bought them for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's been with us ever since we bought All Right for a number of years. And Mark's a great guy, solid earth. I think he's going to do a fantastic job in the general manager role for that Cincinnati division. So he's going to take over Zach's old role when Zach steps into the North Division president. And uh, there's no – uh, not anyone better in my mind that that that's more qualified or equipped for that job, or or more deserving. So excited, uh, excited about all of that.
0: Uh, on our website, we always like to include a, a brief bio about each GM, and and this says uh, Mark includes that um, outside of work, he he works on his he loves to work on his farm, scuba dive. And work on small engines and do anything outside um but he and his wife he's been married for 28 years and they have three kids so just yeah, a little bit about mark yeah <laughs> yeah
1: mark's a good guy so excited about him and for him
0: okay and we have a really sweet story that uh was sent our way we're going to include this in the newsletter but mark lyon uh he's the plant over plant maintenance in Bloomingdale, Georgia, uh, he and his family surprised his 90-year-old veteran father by restoring his 1965 Ford pickup. And this, uh, the the photo of this truck is just super sharp. And I think that that's really that's really kind. Super sharp. <laughs> it's
1: super sharp.
0: It is. It's super sharp. No, that's um, cool. No, that's an awesome. <laughs> awesome
1: story. And I'm, I'm sure there's just as many stories about the restoration process as well.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll yeah. be sharing that story and let you guys read about that. That's always fun. But that's um, so cool. That's that's really neat. Uh, we have a Google review that we wanted to share um, from the good? SRM block. We're only sharing good. Yeah, Google that's reviews. a good. Okay. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, but this is from the block division. Uh, so a guy goes on to say, um, "This is about Rochelle Cordova and out of Knoxville." He says, "What a great place to do business." Uh, With SRM, my contact was Rochelle, and she was great with communication, product info, timing, and making a snafu of lost blocks right by sending more block at no cost. I would not hesitate to recommend this company to anyone. So it sounds like they had uh, just a mishap with some uh, missing missing product, and she made it right. Um, Awesome. Yeah, I think she just took initiative and didn't wait on anybody else, and she made it right for the customer.
1: I like it. Make it happen. <laughs>
0: That's right. Customer service. Uh, we had the Special Kids race, and we just wanted to give a shout out um, to everybody that came out in Murfreesboro. I believe we had over 33, 34 racers and twelve volunteers um, at the Special Kids race, which is somebody uh, a, a nonprofit organization that we partner with throughout the year.
1: Yeah, no, Special yep. Kids they do great work for kids that need the help. So we've been a part of their organization for. I don't know, a couple of years now.
0: That's right, that's right. I think that's we're doing a
1: that, lot of cool things yeah. in the community right now. We really helped we Smyrna High School in a big way, uh, mm-hmm. putting turf on their field and building their. Uh, uh, what did we build? Their field house. Their field house. We're re- yeah. yeah, we're building a yeah. new field house for them. So that's that's exciting. Glad we could help out in that capacity. So yeah.
0: All right, so we're going to jump over here to our book by Joel Manby, Love Works. We're going through Chapter 5, and this topic is trust. There's a, there's a quick little line back here, uh, Jeff, in the, in the chapter summary that says, Listening carefully is a sign of trust. Interrupting people is a sign of distrust. What was that? Uh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so I need you not to interrupt. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm trying. But this is about placing confidence in in your in your team members and people around you, he says choosing to trust people is a d- decision we make, a decision that stems from how we view life. Since trust is at the heart of healthy relationships, businesses and individuals both flourish in an atmosphere of trust.
1: Yeah, you know, I think I, I certainly couldn't agree more, and I think it's true in relationships for sure. And he alludes to that with that certainly with that comment. He talks about it, but I I, I kind of like going with. I'm going to trust everybody until they prove me wrong. You know, so as long as they never prove me wrong, then I'm good. I don't have to worry about it. They make a decision. I like it. I move on. Uh, but if it's, if they prove you wrong, then it's kind of, it becomes a trust, but but certainly verify. Uh, and then if they continue to not respect the trust that we offer, mm-hmm. then, then they won't be a good fit. But yeah, That's I, right. I think we have to predicate the people we work with and around with this idea that we're going to trust them, trust what they do and, and the decisions that they make. And, you know, it takes time. I'm a recovering uh, micromanager. Uh mm-hmm. so I'm I'm I've gotten a lot a whole lot better with it. Uh not not micromanaging people and learning mm-hmm. to trust them. And and really I don't have a choice now because it's just it's so big uh that I can't.
0: It's hard to have your thumb. I can't. On I
1: just can't. That's you know, funny. I feel like I you know, of course I feel like I do a pretty good job and understand what's going on, but there's a lot of stuff that I don't know what's going on, but I I do have ultimate trust in the people that we put in the places that they're in. And so when I think about, you know, our our GMs, uh, I I trust those guys. I really do. Uh, When I think about our new division presidents and across the board, I mean, these are individuals that that I trust their opinions, I trust what they do, and that's why they're in the positions that they're in. And so I have to, to let them do it. I mean, and there's other aspects even in our business, like with HMC, Hollinson Mixer Company, Steve Howard, I don't. I don't tell Steve what to do. I trust Steve. I know he's going to make that factory run and run effectively, treat our people well, and do it to the best of our ability. So I don't. You know, I don't, I don't get too much involved. I just touch base. And so, you know, I think in order to build a really sustained, growing, thriving business, it's got to be predicated upon trust. And I would strongly recommend every person that works here, whether you're an operator, GM, whoever, whatever position you're in, learn to trust the people that are around you. Uh, try to offer trust and try to forgive even when they break it. You know, I think that's important too is that we're going to have to forgive people uh, at times and, and, and put it behind us and move on. So that's the only way we learn. You know, we learn from our mistakes. We do not learn from our successes. I mean, it's just all there is to it. I, we, I get very honed in on my mistakes as opposed to what, you know, the things that I've, I've done pretty good because I've learned the most from my mistakes. And I've probably shared this on a podcast before, but I, I can't remember. But when I was like, I don't know, twenty, I was really mm-hmm. young, and mm-hmm. I screwed up that that slab. Did I just say this? I don't think so. Okay, I'll share it again. I
0: always think about the big glass building where you had to go scrub the concrete off. The, I screwed that up too. That, that's yeah. the one I remember the most. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: well, when I was I was a really super young, maybe twenty. I was running Haunted Concrete, our finishing business. And I had run finishing crews from the time I was 14 years old until I was graduated high school. And then when I graduated high school, I was, I was running a crew and then started running the, all the crews. I scheduled and did the quotes, and I, I'd finished concrete and did all that stuff. And so I'll never forget, I did a, a big job. It was a big job to us. It was a two-story building. It was 20,000 square feet, 10,000 on both floors. And I, me and Rodney, we we rotted everything. I had to I had to leave to go to another job, and they, and they stayed, and we they finished it, and all that stuff. So the next day, me and Rodney were popping lines, and we knew something was wrong. The whole the whole floor was mm-hmm. delaminated, and so I didn't, I couldn't hear it right then. I I'd, I'd ordered the concrete. I did it. I mean, it was completely 100 percent my fault. Had air in the concrete. We didn't let it bleed, so it delaminated, and and so I could hear it. It didn't show any spots yet, but but I knew it was going to be a problem. The guy that I dealt with, the customer, was the hardest individual. I literally, you know, I was young. I was a kid, you know, and he was the hardest person I've ever dealt with in my life. I literally had nightmares about this guy Mm. because he was such just a tyrant. I mean, just, and I couldn't make him happy. All they were doing is putting boxes on this thing. By the time we had got done, I'd been in meetings after meetings, dealt with, Every epoxy coating you can think of. I had to take a ball grinders and and shoot the floor. I had to, you know, do all, and then put an epoxy coating. You could park Ferraris on this thing after it was done. The the most beautiful floor you've ever seen. And it took months to kind of get it all finished and done. And then I had to do the next floor. I had to finish the job. So I finished the job. We lost money. Just wasn't great. We just wasn't very good. Wasn't very good at all. The entire time, my dad never stepped foot on the job. Never went to one meeting, really didn't conversate with me about it much. He just didn't, he didn't at all. So I'm like aggravated because I, you know, I wanted, it, it, I needed some help. He didn't offer any, zero.
0: But did you ask?
1: Oh, yeah, I asked. Ask? Yeah, I asked. He just said, it ain't my job. You handle it. I mean, that's, you know, you got, my dad's different, you know, he's <laughs> uniquely different. But, and so, but he did it on purpose because he was, you know, he was teaching me. You know, I was young, nineteen, twenty, I don't know how old it was, I was young. And he was just teaching me that to work through my own problems. And and that's really the way that, that I was raised. I'm so thankful for that. He's always given me trust, you know, and and I wouldn't be in the position I am, you know, in the company and as a CEO and all that stuff if he didn't if he didn't trust me. And I've earned his trust, I feel like, and I've earned other people's trust that I work around because because of the, my experiences for the stuff I screwed up. Mm-hmm. So screwing stuff up is not a problem. It's just all about how you handle it, you know, and how you fix it. And are you one of those people that throw their hands up in the air and say, I quit, or are you one of those people that roll their sleeves up and just get work harder? And the people that I want around me are the ones that are not, I don't want perfect people. There's no such thing. I don't want people that are, uh, you know, that doesn't make mistakes or don't make decisions because they're scared to make a mistake. I want people that are going to make decisions, do things, and if they mess it up, they're gonna roll their sleeves up and work through it, and and we have to do that a lot. You know, we, we have to deal most of my time, a lot of my time is dealing with problems because, you know, they they come up whether it's quality stuff that 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 uh, that I have to get involved in, or mm-hmm. you know, that Mike's working on whatever, or if it's accounting problems, if it's this problem that I mean, that's where a lot of my time is spent, mm-hmm. and so I, I don't care about. Working on problems. In fact, in a lot of ways, it's it's fulfilling to work through them. But I, I do care if I'm surrounded around people that just throw their hands up and say, well, "I don't know what to do." You know that that's not the right response. You know, and I don't think that's building a, a good trust uh, within your team. And so I, we're getting to the place now that tough conversations are being had all over the country with customers, with team members, with whatever we're dealing with dilemmas, we're dealing with problems. We need to trust one another. That we're handling those problems with, uh, with the proper the proper way, with respect, with dignity, with with uh, doing things, yeah, with uh, gaining the, the other person's trust. Whether it's a customer or a team member, I think all that comes together. You got a you got a really good uh, company at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You know that a company that learns from mistakes to learn to get and learn to get better. That's
0: right. Well, thanks for sharing, Jeff. And we hope everyone has a great week